Your Sexual Self Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. What is up, everyone? Oh my gosh, it is 2021. Uh, Okay, truthfully, I didn't even mean to make that rhyme. (laughs) What is up, everyone? It is 2021. (laughs) You're welcome. Now it's going to be stuck in your head all day. Oh my gosh, we are here. January 4th, 2000. Wait, yeah, 2021. You all, where the in the hell did the entire year of 2020 even go? I feel like we were all in quarantine for so long and we felt like in that time, like, oh my God, this day is just dragging, this week is dragging, this month is dragging, this fucking year is dragging. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's it's New Year's Eve. Like, what? Where did 2020 even go? And I, I am a person that as you all should probably know by now, I'm a person that chooses to see the good in things. And I know that a lot of us, we could sit back and think of everything that went wrong with 2020. I know I've talked about a lot about of what may have gone wrong in 2020 on this podcast last year, but I really challenge you today to see the good in the things that came from the year of 2020. You know, really think about that time that you had with yourself, that time that you had alone, either stuck in the house by yourself with a significant other, with your children, whoever it was throughout that time. I'd be willing to bet that in the year of 2020, you were able to do more self-discovery than you've ever had the ability to do before. More time to do that, more connection to do that, uh, more more want to do that, and, and in some ways probably even more of a need to be more connected with yourself than ever before. So Anyways, I am so fucking grateful for all that has came in 2020, Uh, this podcast being one of the things. Here we are now starting season two of the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you noticed, oh, your girl got a new intro and wait till the end, your girl got also a new extra or outro, whatever you want to refer to it as. But it was time to do some revamping and I especially had to revamp the intro because Life is a lot different now than it was when I recorded that intro to this podcast a year ago. And when I say different, I mean in the best way possible. I never imagined what this podcast would lead to. I never imagined what, God, just in fucking general, like what life would lead to. I never even imagined that my purpose in life would be to be in this world of sex. And if you were on uh, the masterclass that I did a few weeks ago on December 22nd was that. Um, that was an amazing, amazing class. And um, I'm thinking about doing a, uh, a replay of that, a, a 2.0 if you will here now that it, we're in the new year. I know being so close to the holidays, it was maybe a struggle for some people to get on there. Um, but it was fucking awesome. <laughs> that class, that master class alone has solidified for me this, like I am doing the work that I'm meant to do. When I get off these calls and when I do my coaching with my clients, whether that's in a group setting or individual coaching, when I get off of those calls, I literally feel like I'm high in the best way possible. I 
I love this work, you guys. I love being able to dig deep into your intimate lives and really peel back the layers to figure out what what it was that got your sexual self to the place that it is in today and then be able to give you guidance and resources to be able to shape and create something different for yourselves when it comes to your sexual life. I just recorded another podcast a few weeks ago um, with my friend uh, Megan Krieger. Check out her podcast. It's called the Laugh It Off Podcast with Meg. And we talked about sexual confidence and even being interviewed on other people's podcasts. It's like you can see and feel the genuineness and the excitement when I talk about this. And then you get the feedback from people and you have listeners, you know, commenting in and and you send in your emails and you DM me on Instagram and you tell me like how connected you felt with the podcast or I said something that resonated with you and um the sexting episode specifically so many of you send me screenshots of the sex that you send to your partner after listening to that episode uh more recently I'm I'm switching over and and starting to use a menstrual cup instead of tampons um I news (laughs) to most of you now um this year is the year that I'm choosing to transition and get off of the birth control pill that I've been on since the age of 14 so um this this is going this year you y'all the content I have planned for this year is going to be personal and include more interviews with experts than this last year has and I'm so excited for that I feel so on top of my game I have all the content planned through May of 2021 already I just I'm literally over here patting myself on the back about that but what I wanted to really focus on today's episode, like I said, the 2020 was a year of transition. And what I said, you know, I had to re-record the intro of this podcast because my life looks a lot different now. Um, a lot different. <laughs> uh, in the year of 2021, this is the first time that I'm walking into a year that I can say wholeheartedly that I am 100% the boss of myself. I do not have anybody else telling me when I need to work, what what I need to do, anything like that, I get to literally live the life of my dreams. Um, and I choose to do that by still waking up early, still maintaining a schedule, taking naps when I feel I need to or want to, vacationing when I want to, and just ugh, so much of that, being able to save money, um, spend money when I want to spend the money, go on trips when I want to. I think I just said that, but that's one of the biggest ones. Um, given that if you follow me on social media, you know that my husband Danny and I just sporadically booked a trip to Florida for this past weekend. Uh, actually got home. Well, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve right now, but uh, we will get home on the 4th when this episode is launching, which is when you might be listening to it. But part of not part of, the biggest transition that I made in 2020 was transitioning from sex therapy to sex coaching. And that's really what I wanted to share about on this episode today. Um, So this is, in a way, the revamp of Rachel Main (laughs) type of episode. And I thought, man, what a a great way to start off 2021. I know we have so many new listeners um, that are like, okay, who is this girl? Like, what allows her to be considered a sex coach what what even is a sex coach what what the hell is this all so um for those of you I haven't met yet hi (laughs) I am Rachel fucking Maine (laughs) yes I say that with confidence and I say that with grace class and respect but that is 
who I am. I'm the Rachel Main on Instagram if you follow me there. And uh, when I get in my intoxicated version of Rachel Main, that's where my true bad bitch comes out. I'm Rachel fucking Main. Uh, so you're welcome for that little inside <laughs> info. Um, but really, I like to live my life, um, you know, even when I am my sober self. And I like to live my life with that same confidence as I am Rachel fucking Main. Um, so Anyways, I want to share with you how, this transition that I made in 2020 because I get asked so often, you know, what's the difference between sex therapy? What's the difference between sex coaching? And I, I'm going to, here it is. I'm going to share that with you. <laughs> so first I want to say, um, I, I fully believe that I am a, what I would consider a self-pleasure advocate. So I'm somebody that has been experiencing self-pleasure masturbating masturbation um if you will for uh, like literally as early as i can remember and i think that's shocking to a lot of people um and then i think other people hear that and think oh i'm not alone like her too okay it's not just me and i know other people think that and they literally cringe like what do you mean from as early as you can remember like you were masturbating as a as a baby like as a child and the answer is yes. Did I know what it was then? Fuck no. No, nobody tells a, a five-year-old, hey, like, stop masturbating, right? You, If you are young and doing something at that age, your parents probably tell you, hey, you know, stop doing that. That's inappropriate or do that in private or go to your room and do that or something along those lines. Um, but it, the the world of masturbation, the world of sex ple- sexual sex pleasure (laughs) words are hard uh self-pleasure they they look so different for everybody and everybody's story really is different um when it comes to this this area of our life but i truly believe that i consider myself a self-pleasure advocate because i have literally i'm not kidding i've been masturbating since as early as i can remember and here's why so i'm a person that sleeps on her stomach and now when i look at that like fuck thank god like i'm i'm so grateful for that now um it's really worked my advantage because hey it's it's led me now into this world of of sex that i work in now and i live in and love so much so you know when you're a stomach sleeper and your hands get cold you want to slip them underneath your body to get them warm and they just so happen to line up with your vulva so now here you are with your hands in your genitalia area and here here you are as a child or here i am as a child just trying to get my hands warm right and they just so happen to to line up in and align with my clitoris which did i have any idea what the hell clitoris was no um thank you eminem for that song that recorded um the way back when when i was in middle school listening to music in in the car with my parents how do we expect them know not to know what a woman's clitoris is yeah you know i like to drop a beat every now and then but that okay so they line up with your vulva and then you notice hmm okay this feels good i don't know what's happening to my body but i know that this feels good and like anything in life that feels good to us we want more of that we want to keep doing that right i i love to to drink wine because it tastes so good to me and it makes me feel good. I love to eat cookies at night when I shouldn't be with a whole shit ton of milk because it feels good to me. I love to eat gumball after gumball after gumball. Literally, I'm a gum a fanatic. Having braces these past few months has been ugh, just a freaking tear. Oh, I don't. It's I can't even talk about. It. It's traumatizing to me. I fucking love gum so much, and the fact that I can't have it now with braces just really is not working well but 
that I do those things repeatedly because they provide me some sort of pleasure. And I am I also, when it comes to this this advocate for, for self-pleasure, um, I've talked about before how I don't believe in sex addiction. And that's because the word addiction associates with meaning that you're doing something bad, that you're doing some sort of harm to your body and with sex. I don't think that something like sex can ever fall under the category of addiction because it's it's such a beautiful thing. It's and it's so it's such a main piece of our lives and we're literally born sexual beings and pleasures are fucking birthright. We need to experience that more. We need to have more of that for ourselves. So you keep doing this, you keep doing this, you keep doing this, and you don't know what it is. Maybe you have an idea, right? So maybe you're watching something on TV with your parents and they, they, shut, up, they shut your eyes and eventually you grow and you start to make these, these correlations and you then learn, okay, this this what I'm doing, um, it feels good and I want to keep doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it in private when no one is around and I'm going to be really quiet when I do it so nobody catches me. Right. And then that risk component comes into play, right? When you find out you're not you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, right? Sneaking a boyfriend over to the house or a girlfriend over to the house in the middle of the night or taking your parents' car, or sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night, like those provide that that sense of adrenaline even to us, right? Because we know we're not supposed to be doing it and we're doing it anyways, and we feel like the little rebels that we are. And I think a lot of that also plays into us when we are little and experiencing what self-pleasure is. That risk and that, that adrenaline rush that can either spark anxiety for some people, that can spark excitement for some people. Um, many, many different emotions when adrenaline starts to hit our body. So, you know, eventually this, you, you keep doing this until the sensation comes over your entire body. And then you know that you definitely, definitely want more of that. Um, and so now when I'm talking about that, that sensation that comes over your body reaching orgasm. Um, and still then you don't know what this is because nobody tells you about it. Nobody talks to you about it. Um, but you know you want more of it. So you keep going. And so eventually, you know, I, I learn about um, what, what sex is. You've heard my Playground Sex Ed episode way, way back early, over, almost a year ago. Um, and just, you know, I, you know, hands underneath the body, mostly using hand, which when you work with me, we talk about that, the power that comes from manual stimulation, body on body. So using your hand to stimulate areas on your bo- other t- parts of your body that feel good um, versus jumping right in and using a bedroom accessory. Um, there's just a lot of power and magic behind that. Um, but just, you know, eventually I upgraded to, you know, bunched up socks that was much softer than my fingertips. So bunched up socks and uh, eventually, you know, I got some vibrators in my life, which I'll share a little bit more about later. Um, but you know, when I, when I was growing up, my friends, I was always the one that people would come to, to talk about sex and ask questions about sex. And even before I was actually having sex, but I knew that I was always fascinated with sex. So something i don't know like just the fact that my friends came to me and that i was that person that they felt comfortable talking about it and they felt confident that i could keep what they were experiencing to myself and be able to provide good feedback to them even at a young age i'm talking like middle school high school age um that again is just a sign that i'm i'm doing the work that i was meant to do that like literally i truly fully feel that i was put on this world to educate and work with people around their sexual selves And 
So I mentioned before, you know, I was always the person in high school that would turn turn on porn when my friend best friend would have house parties, right? And I'm like, everybody, come in the living room. Come, look at this. Like, look at the beauty of their bodies. Look at these, these things. Look at their flexibility. Like, I was so fascinated by those things. And so you can imagine that when I went to have sex for the first time, I actually had an orgasm. And I was 14 when I lost my virginity. It was after homecoming, my sophomore year of high school, and we knew that we were going to have sex. We planned to have sex, so we made sure that we had condoms so that we could have safer sex, and we didn't... Did we use lube? No, I don't think I used lube, but thankfully the condoms are lubricated. Most condoms are lubricated, um, so that, that helped, but I had an orgasm the very first time I ever had sex, and continue to have orgasms and I look at that now because I know now in the work that I do there are so many women out there that even even at my age or older than I am currently have never experienced an orgasm and so when I look back and I think about referring to myself as a self-pleasure advocate I truly believe that I've been able to have more sexual fulfilling experiences because I've been masturbating at such a young age or self-pleasuring at such a young age, I've been literally on this journey of knowing my body and experiencing my body and learning my body, understanding my body since, since as early as I can remember. And sure, were there times where I don't have, didn't, don't or didn't have orgasms in sex? Yes, of course, that's going to happen especially with the way our brains are work. Sometimes it's like if, if a turnoff is happening, if a blocker is happening, whether I can control it or not, like the shit is not working. <laughs> like vagina is being stubborn. I'm sorry. Let's finish what we got started. This is great for you. I want you to enjoy this. Um, and I'm, I will be just fine. I will f- finish later if I feel the need to. And if not, then that's great too. But for the majority of my sexual experiences, I've achieved orgasms because I, I know my body. I know the positions that work for me. I know what feels good to me. I know now which toys to incorporate. I know my body enough to know when I need or want to incorporate toys. Um, and I same vice versa. I know when I don't, when maybe we're using a toy and I'm like, nope, you know, I, I, I just need you right now. I just need that skin-to-skin contact. I just want you right now. Um, and... So that that comes along with continually doing these self-pleasure practices. And when I was recording last couple of weeks ago with my friend Megan again, um, we, we talked about that. Having both partners in the relationship, self-pleasuring, as, as much or as often as they feel fit can be so beneficial for couples out there that are wanting to have better sex with one another. And... So a big, the whole point of this episode really is again to share with you kind of my transition into sex therapy and sex coaching. And I think that the biggest thing for me, even recording this episode right now, this is, this is one of the first times that I've ever shared, you know, my, my self-pleasure journey as a child. And the, the fact that I would literally hump socks to masturbate growing up like that was my go-to <laughs> like I've that's not just something that I share freely often um but one of the biggest things that I learned in 2020 was that the more vulnerable I'm able to get the more I'm able to open up and share my own personal experiences the more I'm able to connect with people the more human people see me as and see their own sexual experiences as And that is definitely not something that I could do when I was in that therapist role. 
you know, I can't be sitting across from a client doing sex therapy and then sharing my own orgasm experience or sharing how I prefer masturbation or sharing my own struggles with sexual desire with my husband or my own triggers when an affair would come up or a cheating conversation would come up because of relationships in my past. I can't share that. And as a therapist, you have to just, and we're trained to bottle those things in and not not share personal experiences and not let things trigger us and if they do trigger us to 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 manage that to deal with that and in sex coaching it is the complete opposite and that's really why I feel sex coaching aligns more with with me as a person um some people would consider me outspoken bold bitchy bossy talks too much these are all things that I would categorize as Um, qualities of myself some people might see them as bad qualities I consider them good qualities I think they're who I'm who makes me up as a person but the fact that I can now work in the sex coaching role and be able to share freely to now this podcast this year be able to record freely right and I'm sure if you've been listening for a while you've noticed a transition um of when when i likely i would say if you've been listening for the whole year you probably noticed a switch in july august of last year because that's when i started my my own sex coaching program to become a sex coach with my business mentors and that's when i started to embrace my boldness embrace my authenticity start opening up starting getting more more vulnerable um if you follow me on instagram you notice my posts right I use the word fuck freely because that is very much part of my, my, me, that is part of my brand. Um, I'm more risky in my posts. I post pictures of lingerie. I post, um, it's just, I share very deep, raw experiences, deep, raw emotions that, again, hit home with so many people that follow me. And same thing with the education piece of things. I can get educational. I can share. I can take a personal experience from my own life and share the education piece of it and, and say, this is, what, this is what you need to know. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from my experiences. But this is what you need to know. This is what you can do instead to prevent these things from happening. And again, in the therapy role, I couldn't do that. You just, you can. That is very much looked down upon for therapists to do that. So I am so grateful for, again, the experience and the work that I was able to do in my three years of working in sex therapy because that really has grounded me and I can still use some of those same techniques that I learned through school, through, again, working in the practice that I learned from other sex therapists that I was working with. I can still use those tools and I can still take them with me into my sex coaching work. And now with the sex coaching, I can do, well, I am doing individual work with people. I'm creating group programs for people. I'm doing master classes. I'm, I have freebies available on the website. I can do so many different things now and I love it. I never ever wake up thinking, oh, I need to go work today, right? I need to go up into my office and I need to work today. I need to do this. I need to record this. I need to plan this, like nothing is ever a burden if you literally love the work that you do and in 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 the same realm when you get the feedback that I get from all of you thanking me for talking about these things or seeing something that I posted and saying that it inspired you inspired you to send a sex message inspired you to wear lingerie inspired you to have a conversation to your to, with your partner about your sexual relationship that's what I'm fucking here for 
As you heard in the intro, I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. Because that's really been the journey of my life for the last 32 years. And I feel like in the last six months, this huge, huge transition has taken place. And there, I'm telling you, there is more to come. (laughs) There is more to come in the year of 2021. I am so fucking pumped for everything that we have planned. If you are interested in working with me, again, I do have, we are, it is open enrollment for individual and my group coaching program that's starting at the end of January, Awakening the Desire Within, that is the group coaching program. So whether or not you would like to do work with me in a group setting amongst other women, or if you would prefer to work more privately with me one-on-one, I have both programs open enrollment right now. So definitely shoot me a DM, message me on Facebook, email in however you prefer to to get in contact with me but let's set up that call to see if if I am the best fit for you or if my programs are the best fit for you and what you're looking for but what better way to start off the year than by investing in your sexual self so many people struggle with these sexual dysfunctions sexual desires intimate problems communication problems in their relationship and all of the work that I do encompasses all of those things. So if you want more for yourself in this year of 2021, if you want more specifically for your sexual self in the year of 2021, I urge you to message me, go to the website, however you need to do, slide into my DMs. Let's set up a call again to talk about what your needs and wants are for this year and see if the programs are a fit for you. All right, until next time. I'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see you next week. And until then, keep owning your sexual self.